Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, relax, and listen as we have a conversation about the mundane. One thing we can promise is that our conversation will be, well, will hopefully be less than fascinating so that you can just drift off. Thank you for joining us. We hope you will listen and sleep. Follow us on Twitter at listen. And sleep. And thank you for those of you who've rated us on iTunes and who have uh, left little comments and whatnot. We'd love to receive them, so feel free to do so. I have the a great pleasure of welcoming to the podcast Shane Jacobson, who's carefully putting down the glass he's so drinking from because he doesn't want to make a noise on the glass table. We're recording. Welcome, I think Shane. It was okay. Thank you. Thanks uh, for having me, Marco. I think I think it was fantastic. Good. Um, Shane, we met kind of by awesome chance, if you will. You have a show, or you have a movie at yes. TIFF, which stands for the Toronto International Film Festival, for those out there who aren't familiar with TIFF. And I was doing some interpreting for a film that you were at with a high school friend of mine. Yeah, so coincidental. We'd already... We we met, your friend and I met, in New York years ago, and we wound up picking movies at TIFF to see, I think we bought for four. We bought tickets to four movies, and one of them was a super early screening on Wednesday morning. And you got—it turns out that was the one that you were translating for. Yeah, I did the intro for it. And um, you are in town because you have a film at the festival, correct? I do. I do. It's going to have a gala premiere on Friday. And congratulations! Days. Thank you. Thanks. That's exciting. It is exciting. I have to pinch myself every so often. You get so to walk the red carpet. I get to sneak around the red carpet. If I can give you a tip. Um, yeah. On the red, have you been on red carpets before? I uh, very small ones. Okay, well, try not to trip on the red carpet. Uh, now that's all I can think of. <laughs> <laughs> but um, well, I'm wearing uh, comf- comfy shoes, uh, no heels, so I fair. think that's a good chance. I, 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 I think won't. it's only appropriate that at this very moment I ask you, who are you wearing right now? Not oh. on the red carpet, but who are you wearing as we record at this, this podcast? moment? I have uh, Levi's. Oh. And I want to say Old Navy. Oh, well, yeah. you wear it so well. Thank you. Well, I, yeah, I tried it on uh, all by myself. Well, good job. And, uh, yeah, I'm no my stylist. Own stylist. Oh. <laughs> no. I want to mention that um, you can see Shane on American Crime Season 2. And True Detective season one. You're really into these kind of crime detective acting. Uh, I like gigs. to do. Yeah, I don't know if I like. Oh no, well, I like to do sure. the super serious. I mm-hmm. usually play 
jerks in suits. Really? That's my go-to. Yeah. If you need a surly detective or an angry doctor wanting to kick you out of somewhere, go to me. Yeah. If you want to see exactly what Shane is describing, you can <laughs> go on his Twitter, Shane underscore Jacobson, and that's Jacobson spelt with an E. Yes, so the Norwegian way. Norwe- the Norwegian way. Do you speak any Norwegian? None at no. all. No. I, my grandpa, uh, my dad's dad is from Norway, tall, blonde, blue-eyed guy. And I am not that. Okay. I am none of those. So <laughs> There you go. You can also follow him on Instagram to see how not Norwegian he looks. That's right. At that Shane. Cool handle. That Shane, thank you. Thank you. I had to separate myself from the other Shane, which he's an Australian actor named Shane Jacobson, S-O-N. Okay. Yeah. My Instagram account is the real Marco Timpano. And the reason I have the real Marco Timpano is I also have Marco Timpano on Instagram, but I can't remember the password. And so I can't access the Instagram account I have with my name on it. And so I then had to create one that makes it seem like there's another Marco Timpano that has the handle Marco Timpano, but it's really this one who sits before the microphone speaking to you, who stupidly can't remember. uh, The other password, password. you're one and the same. So I am both Marco Timpano and the real Marco Timpano. You are various Marco Timpanos. Which we, should be your third handle, oh, maybe. Various Marco. I like that. I might have to do that before. Because here's the thing with the podcast, right? Someone hears it, and then all of a sudden they scoop it up, and I can't have various Marco Tempano. Uh-oh. I'm sorry. No, it's great. Okay. Thank you. So now that we've put all that business aside. Yes. We were talking clarinets before. <laughs> and Shane, you play the clarinet, correct? I played... In fourth grade, Ooh. I played clarinet for maybe half a year. I wanted to play trumpet. Okay. I wanted to play trumpet, and I begged my mom and dad to let me join the band and play trumpet. But my dad had a clarinet in the attic, and he said, no, try clarinet for a right. while and see how you, how you like that. The hip instrument. Right? Oh, yeah. oh, it was such the popular, yeah, it was a hit, yeah. When was the last time you played the clarinet? Fourth grade. Oh, <laughs> see, and for the Canadian listeners, that would be grade four. Grade four. Because we do it the other way around. But Okay. Was there anything you enjoyed about the clarinet? I enjoyed, I got the chance to march in the band. Oh, in grade four or the fourth grade? In grade four. Oh. Or no, actually, wait. Yes. Oh, my gosh, that's right. I guess I did. That's amazing. I didn't realize that. That's really young to go because I grew up in New Orleans. So for Mardi Gras parades, all the, the bands, you get to march with the floats. And I must have marched in a small parade because I remember learning the song and practicing it over and over so that I could march and play at the same time and follow the guy in front of me. Yeah. And was that a challenge to play, march, and follow? It was. I was horrible at playing, but right. I could march and follow. Oh, well, you know, two out of pretty three well. I, it was okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I totally forgot about that. Have you ever heard of the musician Henry Cuesta, speaking of clarinets? I, no. Okay. So, Henry Cuesta used to play... He was the clarinet guy on the Lawrence Welk show. Do you know the Lawrence Welk show? I remember this, yeah. So I used to watch Lawrence Welk with my grandparents when I was a child. Because Lawrence Welk, for those of us 
who don't know who he is, is this band leader from North Dakota who would put on a German accent, or he had a German North Dakotian accent mm -hmm. um, that he would put on. It wasn't his actual accent, but because people wanted to hear it, that's what he did. He was this old, tall, German-esque looking guy who was the band leader who had the Lawrence Welk show where he would have different um, musicians and singers and dancers and do a, a boring <laughs> variety show. I don't know how else to describe it. Was it a less hip Sonny and Cher show? Oh, I remember far, the... <laughs> far less hip. Okay. Like, if um, Sonny and Cher was heroin, um, Lawrence Welk was Dramamine. Mm. So, there you go. So, mm -hmm. um, that would be how I would describe it. But, it had its audience, and I'm sure for a lot of people who need to sort of listen and sleep and relax, the right. Lawrence Welk show today would be a perfect thing to be... That would be ideal. You know, having on. But Henry Cuesta was the clarinet guy, and he was the clarinet guy. And the only reason I know that Henry Cuesta was Lawrence Welk's clarinet guy is I was a, I was a waiter at a country club when I was 17. And this was one of those country clubs, you know... In Dirty Dancing, where you see these people going to these, like, Catskill-type places where people would sit for cocktails and watch. Yeah. It was one of those places. So it seemed like so stepping into the past when I was... So Henry Cuesta would come and play for two weeks at the country club. And every old woman in a smart frock and her husband dolled up with the fanciest tie would come yeah. and just cut up a rug dancing to the clarinet to player the, from Lawrence Welk. To the sweet sounds of the clarinet. And he would play his signature his signature clarinet song was Do you wanna guess? Or um, what was what was your song that you played and marched with? We, Let's see if it's oh if gosh, it's the Henry If it's Cluster. the same one. Uh, what's the the it was from two thousand and one Zuff Zuff Oh I can't even say Oh it. I love it. Dun, 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 dun. And I could play those three notes pretty well. After that, it sort of trailed off. That was our that was our hit song, and I think "Eye of the Tiger" maybe. Oh, amazing! Yeah. If there's if there's no song that I would much that I would rather hear on the clarinet. On the clarinet, it's, it's it, Eye of the Tiger. It translates so well. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, it's yeah. It's, it's kind it's of the song joy. that was made for the clarinet. <laughs> it really was. I think he did write it for the clarinet first. Henry Cuesta's song, if I'm not mistaken, was Amazing Grace. He would wail that, or not wail that, he'd play that song so gracefully on the clarinet. And he and he was, as far as clarinet musicians that I know go, yeah. present company excluded, he <laughs> was you. the top. Mm. I could see that being a great song. I would like to hear him do, uh, what's the, uh, the, ver the New York theme? It's... Um, I'm not, I'm, all I can think of is Aaron Copeland now. Okay. Or any kind of like old, you know, men in trench coats and top hats, oh. sort of clarinetty city sounds. Any other wind instruments do you play? Mm, no. No. I don't know why I thought about no, that. Hey, listen, obviously, you never no, obviously. No, there might be something you could pull out of your yeah. <laughs> If someone wanted to hire you to be in a film okay. playing a wind instrument, I think you'd be able to do it. I could do it. Mm -hmm. Give me a week. No, give me, yeah, give me a week. I actually, yeah. I could call up. I have a friend. I have a friend who plays wind instruments uh, in Broadway shows in New York. I could call him up. He could teach me whatever song you want. If we're going to do the uh, the Dirty Dancing clarinet, mm -hmm. you know, version of, of that. Yeah, give me a week. I could do that. 
What if we want that on the recorder? Um, give me a week and a half. Oh. You'd think it'd be well, quicker. Well, I have to learn what a recorder is I exactly. It's, I think the um, the basic version of a clarinet, it's a very, it's just a little wind. It's the little super it's little, thin I think one. You kind of, no, that's a piccolo, if I'm not I'm mistaken. Thinking, like, okay. or, or, like, no, wait a second. Um, so the, as far as I know, and I'm no great musician. Yeah, obviously, uh, me either. Uh, well, you play, you play more than I do. <laughs> I, I used to take piano lessons. But at the time that I took piano lessons, my teacher would smoke. It's when you could smoke anywhere, and, he, mm-hmm. and I couldn't see the notes because there was so much smoke in the air. And so, as a child, it was really difficult. And uh, I, as a result, I don't smoke and I don't play the piano. This sounds like yeah, a psychological way of not making you not play piano. I, I guess. I guess. Well, someone the, didn't want you to play piano no. or smoke. Fair. Well, I guess. <laughs> One good thing and one not so good thing came out of that. Right. But um, you mentioned earlier that you grew up in New Orleans. Yes. Tell me about what it's like growing up in such a cool city, or what we perceive as such a cool city. Yeah. And I, I didn't appreciate it as a cool city until I left. Sure. I went to high school and college there, and I couldn't wait to get out. I mean, college was fun. Actually, I appreciated that. Sure, I bet. But I, it just seemed like the city I grew up in until I left, um, I thought everybody had Mardi Gras parades. Oh, I thought, wow. you know, every year you go and catch things from a float and there's music playing and people partying. Um, it was super hot in the summer and a lot of swimming. Really? But I really appreciate now. I, 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 yeah. Well, I would take my grandpa, the Norwegian would take me to the Gulf of Mexico to go swimming. But certainly you appreciate the history now. I do, I do. I realize, because I realize, I think what I miss about it. Uh, once I left, I went up to New York City, and I missed Cajun food sure. and spicy food and I, mostly food. <laughs> I imagine but, the city's very musical, too, right? Speaking of instruments, right? Yeah. I understand that you can, on a Saturday or Sunday, you can find a, a jazz brunch just about anywhere in the city. Pretty much anywhere, yeah. We did, um, my mom likes that, so we would go, yeah, have jazz brunch, um, bluegrass. Wow. I started liking blues, and even, like, if you go a bit further south into Cajun country, there's Cajun line dancing and two-stepping, I guess, our version of it. Really? Which I discovered in college, and that was exciting. So it stands to... social. Sorry. It stands to reason that you would want to play the trumpet. Being a child who grew up in New Orleans um, and, you know, having those sort of instruments that are so quintessential when you think about jazz and when one thinks about places like New Orleans or Chicago, the trumpet goes hand in hand. I wonder what kind of trumpet player you'd be today if your father had a trumpet (laughs) rather than a clarinet. Can you imagine? If he only had a trumpet, or my brother, actually, my brother wound up playing drums. He's a drummer. Wow. That would have been my second favorite. But uh, I think the drums and the trumpet seem to be the most New Orleans-y okay. of the instruments. It, it just tickles something in my brain that, sure. oh, it, it sounds like home, yeah. Wow. It's interesting how a city can can have a sound that you associate with it. Mm-hmm. Now, do you do you get back to New Orleans? I try to. Usually, maybe every other month, every oh, three really? months or so. Oh. Pretty often, I get to. I still have family down there, and yeah, I like to visit 
can eat. It's one of the cities that I really want to visit. You haven't I've ever been? been? I haven't been, and it's one of... Um, Amanda, my wife's been to almost every state. She's got nine left. And so when you get to the last nine states, there are some that are, like, really exciting and some that are kind of like, oh, that place. I won't mention it because I'm sure we might have listeners there. Uh, but We're talking about California. Yes. Uh, no. And... I'm excited because one of the states she hasn't been to is Louisiana, and mm. I have a love for all things Cajun, uh, for the cuisine. New Orleans is a city that New Orleans and Baton Rouge are two places yeah. I really want to go visit. Yeah. So there, I have a question. Yes. Do you think is there more of a connection or a similarity between that because the the Cajun we come from. The Acadian French that came down from Canada. That's right. To our place. So, do we? Are we related? You know, that's a that's a fantastic question, and I bet there's scholars who could answer this in a, a way better than I will. But <laughs> I'm going to, regardless. And yes, there is a connection between New Orleans and the Acadians that left uh, that part of Canada yeah. and who ended up there. And uh, though I'm not French Canadian, I certainly have a love for Acadian things, and I would just love to see that culture and what happened uh, in Orleans and what the distinction between French Canada and Louisiana is, what the differences are and the similarities. Have that you have you had opportunity to go to French Canada at all? Or? I have. It was maybe 15 years ago okay. that did I was you, up there. Um, did you notice anything? Did anything strike you as like, wow, we do that? Or There was something about some of the architecture, some of the, not even the accent, I mean, that seems totally different. But sure. Florida-lees. Yes. Uh, and I think there's a there's a visceral kind of like relaxed, not even relaxed is the word, but oozy. Oh, gosh. Oh, I'm I like awful that. with vocabulary. No, oozy is like, great. Just like an ooze about mm, being in your skin. Yeah. That I, I, I felt there. A different pace, a different sort of... A different of, pace. Yeah, sure. I saw that, yeah. That makes sense to me. Yeah. So... When I land in New Orleans, yes, where's the first place I should go? Ooh. I would say go to Oak Street uptown near Audubon Park. Now don't, don't, Shane, don't give me the touristy place to go. Where, if I was with you, okay, and I said, take me there. Yeah, yeah. Where would you take me? And I don't want to see something too. I don't want to see something too touristy. I want to see something where you'd like to go in New Orleans. I would go Giacomo's. Is a restaurant on Oak Street. Okay, so always Oak Street. We gotta go to Oak Street. Definitely Oak. I mean, the street itself. It looks like a little quaint Pleasantville kind of street. Sure. But that's we go because Giacomo's is there. Amazing. And we can get a Bloody Mary. Or yeah. we can put our name in because there's always a crowd. Get a Bloody Mary at the bar, and you can walk outside with it. Uh, and once we get in, Jacques is the chef. Mm -hmm. He's always there in kind of board shorts and his chef outfit running around all the tables if you're into Bushmills okay. we do a shot of Bushmills with well, Jacques why not if he's listen if that's what I gotta do <laughs> I'll, yes. I'll take the hit and then we start with alligator cheesecake yum yes two things uh, I love both mm -hmm. the animal and the and the dessert and the dessert and uh, I like the stuffed pork chop you can get an etouffee or the stuffed pork chop is uh, it's stuffed with crab meat uh, dressing if I was a pig and I was to die, I would want to be stuffed with crab meat. So I think that's just... I would want that yeah, for you. Yeah, well, yeah it would be the best way to go. Well, maybe not the best, but in, if you're a New Orleans pig, yeah. I uh, think just about any animal, any mammal, 
when they die deserves to be stuffed with crab meat. I think, <laughs> I think there's nothing wrong. Didn't the Egyptians used to do that before they mummified? <laughs> I digress. So let me say yes. this, Shane. If you take me for a Bloody Mary, then you have okay. to allow me to take you for a Bloody Caesar. Are you familiar with Bloody Caesars? Is this with Clamato? Yes. Not, it's not just Clamato. And I'm hesitant. You're, you're, you're making a strange face. I am. And it's, it's, it's a delightful drink that one finds in Canada where you take an ounce and a quarter of vodka, Worcestershire Shire sauce. I never say yes. that right. Worcestershire you sauce. Say it all the way. I say Worcestershire Shire. You know, I throw in all the, all the letters there. <laughs> Tabasco to your liking. So three, three, what is it, dabs? Three dashes. Dashes, thank you, of Tabasco to 17, whatever your heat preference is. Yeah. You rim the glass with celery salt. So that would be the first thing you do. Celery salt rim. Actually, the first thing you would do is rim the glass with lime, then dip it in celery salt, mm -hmm. flip the glass over, throw in some cubes, Worcestershire sauce, dashes of Tabasco, ounce and a quarter to an ounce and a half of vodka, Clamato juice, which is tomato juice. That's where I'm concerned. With, <laughs> with from a person from New Orleans, where you have some of the best seafood in the, oh, in, true. In yeah. the world. Should not be scared of a little bit of a clam little juice little in clam there. Juice. No, little I've, clam juice? Little clam juice? Yeah. It's nice and salty, too. So there's plenty of sodium in there. And um, you would then have a... Traditionally, you'd have a celery stalk in there. Some people put pickles. You can put any sort of gherkin you may like. Some people put hot peppers. And uh, freshly ground black pepper on top. Maybe a little bit of salt just to really harden those arteries. Sure. And, there, and away you go. And a little bit of lime wedge. That does sound really good. I do like Bloody Marys that have that salad consistency on top. For sure. So all of those things sound great. I'm willing to try that. Okay. I'm willing well, to there try we go. that. So what we'll do is we'll, we'll take you for a Bloody Caesar. Yes. And then the next time we have you on the Insomnia Project, you will have to let us know what you think of that. Oh, is that a deal? I, let's All do right. it. And I'll, I'll right, have shaking. a Bloody Mary. Yeah, we're, we're actually shaking, which no one can see, but we, uh, we actually but did we it. did. Mm -hmm. We did. Now, I, I've been to a Bloody Mary. My sister took me to a place where there, were, uh, there was a slice of bacon in the Bloody Mary, yeah. a bit of cheese, and a mini hamburger, a slider, on top. What's, have you had crazy things on top of a Bloody Mary? You know, I mean, I've had, certainly you can go for Caesars that have, like, shrimp and, and horseradish and you name like a million different things in it but I just I tend to be a person who likes the classic way to do things like I prefer to start with the classic and then veer from but I'll always go back to the classic because I feel like sometimes it's all show and no substance gotcha yeah you want do you want that base level that you can then vary yeah. to see if what you like or not like I think return so. to that base level. And I think that goes true for just about everything. Mm -hmm. With I like to start, you know, at the baseline and appreciate the baseline of whatever it is yes. and then veer from it. Because oftentimes you'll be introduced to something um, that is a variation or a grander version of something before you actually have the original. So it kind of spoils you or can cloud your judgment and you don't see the purity of what the base of the new item is. Right. Shane, I have to right. apologize. I feel like I've been just yammering at the mouth uh, and haven't given you the opportunity to speak. About, but no, I got no, a recipe for uh, Bloody Caesar. I got uh, tips on 
go to the baseline first, yeah. see what it is, and then explore the var the variety. And I got, you know, go to Oak Street, Giacomo's when <laughs> I'm in New Orleans. And mm -hmm. Am I saying it right? How do you say it? I say New Orleans. New Orleans. I do. Okay. I think everybody says New Orleans. The song, the... Uh, do you know what it means to miss New Orleans? That might be the only place okay. that you can hit the New Orleans. Yeah. It's, not, it's like Newfoundland. Some people will say Newfoundland, Newfoundland. but that's not, if you, that's not if you're from there. Or, for example, how would you say the city that we're currently recording from? I think I've been practicing. Okay. I tell people I'm, at, I'm in Toronto. Yeah, that's not bad. You don't say that last T. That last T. You'll know if you're from this city. Right. You will know when someone is not from here by the way they say the name of the city. So if you pronounce the second T, Toronto, Toronto. then nine out of ten times you're not from Toronto. Some people say Toronto. Toronto. Yeah. Do locals say Toronto. Some people do. Really? Yeah. I guess some of the New Orleans locals say New Orleans. Yeah. New Orleans. We have a restaurant called Nollings. Do you? Yeah. yeah. We walked by it actually earlier. I Seafood. Point out. Cajun. Uh, Cajun. It's trying to be Cajun. I don't yeah. know if it is, but okay. you would have to be the judge of that. I'll be the judge of that. So, you're in town for TIFF. How has your TIFF experience been? It's been good. It's been exciting. How many movies have you seen? I've seen five so far. Wow. Five in three days. Wow, that's pretty intense. Good for you. <laughs> it's been an intense schedule. So, you've had like a busy TIFF. It's been busy. T today and tomorrow I have more relaxing things to do, like a nap. And Amazing. Yes. And this podcast. And this podcast. Hopefully uh, it'll come after the, the podcast. You know, that'll help nice. lead into it. So can we, talk about, can we mention the movie that you're in, the gala? Yes. Great. Yeah, yeah. I'm in a movie called Strange Weather, mm -hmm. which is interesting enough. Uh, Holly Hunter is in it. Carrie Amazing. Coon from Leftovers. And Kim Coates oh. from Sons of Anarchy yes. is also in it. And... It was a cool, quick experience for me. Sure. They filmed for, I think, four weeks, but I was in just one of them towards the end. So I got to be the new kid at summer camp when they had already bonded. And, Amazing. But they were really... I showed up at a cast party, took a shot of tequila, and then we got started with, with talking about scene and work, and it was a cool experience. Well, congratulations on that. I can't wait to see Strange Weather. I'm going to try to get tickets to the gala and just, Hi, and, and just watch you walk the red and hopefully not trip on the red carpet. <laughs> and teeter. Yes. And teeter. Well, Shane, I want to thank you so much for being part of the uh, program today. That was really fun. Thanks for having oh, me. The pleasure was mine. And you can see more of Shane on his Instagram account, which is that Shane. I had the pleasure of talking with Shane Jacobson, and it's spelled the Norwegian way, which is Jacob S-E-N, Jacobsen. And his Twitter handle is Shane underscore Jacobson. As always, the Insomnia Project is produced by Drumcast Productions, and we recorded this particular episode in Toronto. We hope you enjoyed and were able to listen and sleep.